This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We put this time aside every Monday morning for this next talent, and he's a big one. Of course, the editor of the National Review. He also writes for Politico. His National Review columns are syndicated all over the country, including many times in the New York Post, NBC. He does it all. He's the great Rich Lowry. Monday morning, Rich, welcome back. How are you, buddy? Hey, what's going on? There's a lot going on. I guess we'll start with this. Bernie and I thought the same thing this morning. We know that uh, Scotty Scheffler won the Masters three strokes better than Rory McIlroy, coming in third, a very big payday, five strokes back, Shane Lowry, spells his name exactly <laughs> the way you do. Any relation? <laughs> no. No? no. But, but he spells it the right way, so that's, that's, <laughs> that's good, good to see. Well, you're a, a big sports guy. Out there. there might be a hockey Lowry, right. a baseball Lowry. <laughs> the, Jed Lowry spells it the wrong credit. way, though. Right. Kyle Lowry, who, of course, yeah. is black. So, But you, uh, you're a big sports guy. You love the Yanks. <laughs> you love college basketball, all that good stuff. Do you get caught up in the Masters? Did you find Tiger Woods even 23 strokes back to be inspirational this weekend? I followed on the phone a little bit on Thursday and Friday, and then when well, obviously he was, you know, had a disastrous Saturday, then I stopped paying attention. I'll, I'll tune in on a Sunday if it's really close or something dramatic's going on. But it seemed as though uh, uh, what's his name uh, had it in hand pretty much from beginning to end. Scheffler, right? Yeah, right. So there was no suspense, uh, a Rich Lowry, right? No, no. But the, the the whole thing is about the you know the, the tranquility, the serenity. And uh, just uh, relaxing. That's what it's about. It's not necessarily who wins. Although I was pulling for the two Irishmen, McElroy and Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my, no, that's but, my, but my not for you. Dad, that's why my late dad used to watch watch golf. Uh, he, he never played a whole golf in his life, but he just liked watching. He just yeah. said it made me feel peaceful seeing, seeing these people, you know, w- walk over nice green grass. And yeah. there's, there's no better setting than the Masters. I was just down there once. When Tiger was at his height, I don't know, it was like 10 or 15 years ago now. And that's, that's just one of the great sports events ever, the Masters. Oh, know? there's no it's doubt. The, there's no yeah. doubt. Jim Nance, on record, he does Super Bowls for CBS. He does that final game. Just did it last Monday when Kansas beat North Carolina to be reigned champs. And uh, he'll tell you flat out, there's nothing like ending up in Augusta in April during this uh, week of golf. It's his favorite, too. Rich Lowry here on Bernie and Sid. So Miranda Devine writes a column today that it's really just a matter of time. It's not if, it's when for Joe Biden, when he goes down as part of this Hunter Biden scandal. I think that's the case. So does Bernie. Bernie's been saying that for the better part of two years. You think that eventually Joe Biden falls here? And if he does, what does that mean for the Democrats? I haven't seen Miranda's column yet. I take her really seriously. I mean, she she was uh, all over this thing from the beginning and has been prescient. And she corrected me. I wrote a column last week that ran in the Post. I said that the, the diamond that Hunter got from this Chinese, corrupt Chinese businessman was 2.8 carats because that's what's been out in the rest of the press. And Miranda's like, no, Rich, actually, we, we examined it at the Post. It's, it was 3.18. <laughs> and so who knows where that diamond is? I mean, Hunter somehow has lost the uh-huh. Biden, that diamond. Some stripper has that diamond right now we can be assured the thing it's it's just not credible that joe didn't know i mean he must must clearly have known how does he have dinner with hunter's business associates without who are these who's these guys from kazakhstan again hunter i mean it's it's ridiculous the thing that would blow up is if he was really getting money from it and that that 
you know, I think we're, we're some way of, way from, from having uh, that proven, but there are indications of it, right, that he would have gotten, he was the big guy who was supposedly in line to get 10% from this Chinese firm that, that gave Hunter and Hunter's uncle $5 million. So we'll see, but th- there's signs that there's beginning to be some uptick in interest in the mainstream press on this, finally. Oh, yes. Uh, listen, anybody with half a brain, just like with the Jesse Smollett hoax and uh, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, we all, all, always knew that they weren't true. We knew it. And, and in this case, we know Joe Biden is guilty of corruption. I mean, we know it. We, uh, we don't need to be told any further, but we, I guess we need to present more proof. But either way, it's inevitable he's going to go down on that. In my opinion, Rich Lowry. Now, Rich, you write about Rich Lowry on the Bernie and Sid show from the National Review. You write about the Ukraine. It seems like some attention, uh, it's kind of waning. Now, you had Boris Johnson out there in Kiev and other uh, European Union leaders marching with uh, Zelensky in the streets. thought it was pretty, uh, pretty ballsy of those guys, pretty brave, courageous, actually. But uh, where do we stand? You wrote about this over the weekend uh, uh, with Biden and NATO sending the Ukraine arms. I mean, has, will the Ukraine win, or, and, and how is the Biden administration handling all this? Too slow for your uh, liking, I think? Yeah, uh, more weapons, more quickly. And I just don't think there's much of a distinction between an offensive and defensive weapon. I mean, you use weapons to, to kill the, the other forces. And the Ukrainians aren't invading uh, Russia. You know, they're not going to march towards Moscow. They're just trying to defend their sovereign territory. That was yeah, that's great stupid. Yeah, it was great to see Boris Johnson there, you know, walk, walk in the streets of Kiev, which a couple of weeks ago was uh, under serious assault and I, I thought would fall, probably. Um, and then we'll see what happens in the south and the east, where obviously the Russians have uh, are retooling and are really serious about gaining and holding territory there. And if not, you know, just at least leveling these cities. So maybe the Ukrainians will succeed in pushing them back there as well. It just looks as though, as everyone says now, you know, this is this this could be a month long proposition or longer. Yeah, I think people are starting to lose interest. The general person every day is not talking about this as we go over 50 days when Russia first invaded the Ukraine. I think people like us talk about it, but not people on the streets. But they are talking about crime in New York City and this anti, this uh, don't say gay bill. I don't know if you know this, Rich, but me and Bernie had Mayor Eric Adams on the show on Friday. It uh, started off pretty friendly. It got pretty contentious. And one of the things that we went at him about was the Don't Say Gay Bill, which he does refer to as that, even though he knows better. He knows that word is never used in the bill. And he knows, of course, that a decent parent would want that bill placed anywhere, despite what Westfield, New Jersey, is doing this week. He got so frustrated that at one point he said to me and Bernie, he said, guys, guys, we have all these issues in the city, crime, COVID, economics. Why are we wasting our time talking about that word in Mm -hmm. the bill? That says to you that man had no answer for his actions the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so I, w- I wouldn't look for to Eric Adams for wisdom on on any social issue, on any national issue. I mean, he's going to have the just the attitude of a tip, typical New York City progressive, and I think he's he's right to the extent that if he can just get a handle on crime, I don't care what he thinks about Disney. You know, he, he can he can be in favor of having pansexual characters in every single Disney movie. <laughs> and I, I won't particularly care. I mean, it, it, we we need him to to deal with crime, and at least he's. He stood up this this anti-gun unit, which has apparently made some progress. Yeah, but the, the progressives, it's, it's a, a lie uh, about the Florida bill, and they have an insane position. I mean, w- w- who wants to teach kindergartners uh, uh, about anything related to sex? I mean, it's it's insane. It is insane, but Rich, is it not, and, and I find that it is, way more widespread than we've previously thought, 
way more pernicious. I mean, it's been going on, and some of these uh, uh, people that are perpetrating it, they're coming out of the closet now, and they're saying, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it. They're really emboldened. They're brazen. In fact, the, the, the story locally here is Westfield, New Jersey. They're going to start this crap in the Westfield, New Jersey schools uh, this coming September. So, I mean, I guess the silver lining to the COVID lockdowns, the school closings, mm-hmm. was that uh, we found out what they're doing to our kids, critical race theory, and this more poisonous garbage. Yeah. So to paraphrase Reagan, the attitude has to be don't trust and verify. You, you need to know exactly what th- these folks are teaching your kids. And you're right, the COVID lockdown was key, one, because a, a lot of kids were home and you could actually see what, what they're being taught. Two, it created just this uh, hostility towards the school systems that weren't serving the, the kids and this attitude, well, let's, let's find out and what other ways are not serving our kids. So I think it's, this has been a really healthy development. The focus on CRT, the focus on this, the pushback you've seen uh, by, by individual parents and school board races and in states like Florida. So it's one of the more encouraging trends in our national life, which has not been particularly uh, sunny the, the last two or three no. years. Oh, my God. I just out of the corner of my eye while you're on, which and talking, we've got all these TVs uh, by the studio. They're on a bunch of different channels. And right now, MSNBC ahead of midterms, Democrats getting in their own way. And who's sitting there talking about this? Al Sharpton and Bill de Blasio, just in case you're wondering, where's Mayor Bill? He's on TV, MSNBC. That's all you need to know. I mean, that is unbelievable. But but there's some really bad news for Trump supporters like me and Bernie. It turns out, Rich, that Liz Cheney has declared there's enough evidence out there to charge Donald Trump criminally for January 6th. Oh, my God, what do we do now? (laughs) I mean, please. I mean, yeah, it's just ridiculous. This has been obsession from the beginning. It was behind the the Russian hoax is that you're going to nail him on some crime. And Liz Cheney doesn't like Donald Trump. That's her right. But he's not going to be prosecuted for January 6th. It's a stupid fantasy. And she she and others should give it up. Uh, Lou Ruffino, get cut 37 ready. I want to play it for Rich Lowry, cut 37. Rich, back to uh, the Hunter Biden laptop. These uh, 51 Intel uh, people, uh, employees, five uh, CIA directors, they wrote that letter, which was cited ad nauseum two weeks before the election back in November November of 2020. Uh, Bill Barr was talking to our colleague Brian Kilmeade right here on the radio on 77 WABC. The exchange went like this. We'll talk to you on the other side. Cut it. Play it, Lou. Leon Panetta, some guy that comes off somewhat balanced, former Republican, former CIA director, to Mike Morrell, mm-hmm. all saying this is classic Russian disinformation. You never believed that. And why would 51 people put their, many very respected, put their name on, on a letter like that? Because they're political whores. And, and it was wrong uh-huh. for them even to put out a letter because they didn't know the facts. They had so, zero information. They did it as a political ploy to help Biden. So, Rich, uh, will these people ever be held to account, even after when, when the red wave happens in November, God willing, will they ever, ever be held accountable for essentially rigging the election before Election Day in November 2020? Well, I think this is something Republicans in the House should focus on and investigate, and they should call some of these guys to testify. And Brian was right to focus on Leon Panetta. I mean, he's a, he's a serious guy. So is Mike Morrell. And what were they doing on this letter? And Bill Barr is a, a kind of a gruff guy, but for him to call them 
political horrors. I mean, that tells you all you need to know. That, that was great. That this, yeah, this was, they, they, the letter was written in a deceptive way because they never actually said it was, was Russian disinformation, but it was clearly meant to create the idea that it was Russian disinformation and then was reported as such, was used as such by, by Joe Biden, and it was completely dishonest. All right, let's bookend this. We started with sports with Tiger Woods. Let's end it with your favorite baseball team. They nearly swept the Red Sox. They lost a tough one last night, but... Two out of three, Yankees over Boston the first weekend of the season. Should we get ready for a ticket tape parade now? How do you feel about your team, honestly? You know, they're going to win 92 games probably, or uh, the over-under will be about 92 games. They seem a little more watchable on the, defensively, um, which is which is good and should should be an advantage. Uh, look a little uh, overly dependent on the home run again. I mean, the first two games they didn't score any runs except for with the ghost runners um, outside of home runs. And all, the, and all the home runs were to right, you know. Right, if, and, they're basically, Yankee, and there were two guys, Anthony Rizzo and Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, I mean, if, if Yankee Stadium didn't play so short in, the, in, in right field, you'd wonder if they ever score any runs. <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, they'll, they'll be pretty good. But, but you know, they could, could gel and be quite good, or they, they could have a lot of injuries and, and fall apart. Well, we'll hey, while, while, while we're on it, quickly, Rich Lowry, in a word, Who's the villain here? Uh, the Yankees offered Aaron Judge, what, $30 million a year? He turned it down. Who's the bad guy here, uh, the Yankees organization or uh, Aaron Judge? I don't know. You know, he believes in himself. He thinks he's going to put up a year that, that justifies just astronomical, you know, Mike Trout-like numbers. I hope he's right. You know, I hope he does. But the Yankee offer wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, it, it was up to standard for a, a superstar. So you can't really blame them. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if there are any villains in that story. All right. I think the uh, deal is upwards of over $230 million. At any rate, as always, Rich Lowry, amazing job. Once again, not review, syndicated all over the country, Politico, NBC, and does his best work right here. Really a great every Monday morning. Thank you so much, pal. All right. Thanks, fellas. Have a great week. You too. Rich Lowry Thanks, here on Bernie and Sid.